Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the 19096 Podcast. I'm John. He is Rick. Say hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. We are two lifelong Eagles fans, and this is a deep dive into our, into our Eagles and our collective experiences as Eagles fans. And for the record, neither one of us was the guy during the Super Bowl parade who ate the, the horse manure. Just making that clear. <laughs> Let's just get that all the way at the top. Yes, yeah, no, no, no manure eating here. Yes, this is a football podcast, but it's not strictly football. There are lots of podcasts out there about football, but to understand what we are is probably best to say what we are not. We are not X's and O's. We are not a betting show. We aren't a fantasy football show. No mock drafts, no power rankings, no game film review. We leave that to the experts. We are by no means experts. Uh, We are just two knuckleheads who don't yell at each other. And lastly, the one thing we will never do ever probably not, is make predictions. Why? Because we know better. <laughs> Shoot, meteorologists can't even predict the uh, weather. Why should we be predicted? Uh, meteorologists, that is a total, uh, what's, the, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Uh, snake oil. Snake oil. They, they don't know what they're talking <laughs> about. They're guessing the best. I, I like it how in the welcome, uh, in the very beginning there, you were trying to say our Eagles, and you kind of stumbled over that because I can understand, you know, not wanting to admit that they're ours after, you know, yeah, this season. Yeah, yeah. Just like a parent who doesn't want to really acknowledge their kid when they do something embarrassing on the schoolyard or on the playground, you kind exactly. of think like, eh, that's not my kid this week. Nope, nope, nope. But um, we are nope. on every Wednesday, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. Rick, what time is that in Nashville? Uh, that is 7.30, 730. in Nashville. So that's one this hour. week, I, I am firmly planted in uh, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Mm. Terrific. Um, oh, wait. This just handed to me. Breaking news. Rick, we got some breaking news. Oh. Yes. Jalen Rager caught a TD pass, and it wasn't called back, and he did not run out of bounds. It's still, <laughs> yes, it is still considered a touchdown. Yes, Jalen right. Rader. Yeah. I, the amazing thing is, is he was targeted twice and he scored a touchdown. Wow. How is that possible? All right, back to our usually scheduled programming. Uh, this past week, the, uh, the Eagles took on uh, your Las Vegas Raiders, uh, you being you folks out there, not uh, Rick and I. Um, no. It was, uh, how did, Rick, do you want to start anywhere in particular? Uh, yeah, geez, I don't know where to start. I will throw this fact out at you. Um, so far this year, three quarterbacks have, um, our car was the fourth quarterback to complete over 80% completion percentage. That's pathetic. At, uh, this year. That's like unheard of. He clipped and he completed 91% of his passes. Like that's even hard to do with, uh, you know, like in practice, like with no defenders, right? So, yep. Yep. you know, if I was listening to the game on the radio, I might have wondered, like, where is the Eagles secondary? Are they still at the, are they still in Philadelphia? Are they They're taking a nap in the casino? Like, you know, what's going on here? Yep. Yeah. I so, know. I mean, even they even completed passes to Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro, who is a 5'10 white guy. He, he, uh, yeah, I was going to say, Hunter Renfro is basically me. 
<laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Um, and he completed, uh, he uh, caught seven passes. Yeah. Seven passes. Sad, sad, sad. Yeah, no, it was not so, a uh, it was not a good week for um, the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, going defense. into it, I was actually um, I was actually pretty optimistic because I was looking at the stats, and you know how I like stats, you know how I like numbers. You love the, your numbers. I love my numbers. The Raiders' defense was twenty fifth against the rush and twelfth against the pass, and thirtieth in the NFL in allowing red zone TDs. So I was like. Oh my gosh, like Nick Sirianni's gotta run the ball this week. So why would yeah. you pass, right? Yeah. And we did, and then Miles Sanders got hurt. Yeah. And then uh oh man, I lost it. Lost a note. Keep going though. Keep going? Yeah, if you got um one. and then Miles Sanders got hurt. And he got hurt. And he got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, no, it was pretty bad. It was like the Eagles scored a touchdown, and I was like, you know, kind of bullish. Kind of excited, mm-hmm. you know, okay, maybe we've like turned the corner, maybe things are getting better. And then the uh, Raiders ran off 30 straight points. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, go ahead. And that was bad. And just to let you know, your, fa- your father, our father, but when he yells at the television, um, I'll call him your father. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was not happy. No. He yells at the television a lot. Yes, he does. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I was no- I was noticing one thing. Uh, you can basically tell how how well the Eagles played each week. If you didn't watch the game and you subscribe to NFL.com and you say who your favorite team is, I'm pretty sure that if your team loses, they give you they email you like a thirty percent off like everything in that in the store like sale coupon because <laughs> they I think they. I think the NFL legitimately uh, just feels sorry for us. Well, oh, oh, for you to buy stuff. I thought maybe they would be like buying it back from you. Oh, no, oh that, no, that would, would be a good idea. Awesome. Yeah, that would be terrific. <laughs> well, we'll get into apparel in, uh, later in, uh, uh, in this uh, episode. But um, yeah, it was, it, was not, um, it was not their finest hour for sure. Damn it. I had something and I totally lost it and it was going to be really good. Oh, oh well. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, I was going to tell you there. I was going to um, play. Uh, uh, I, call it a. Um, uh, get it was the guess the play game, and I lost my notes to play to play the guess the guess play the, game. Damn it! Darn it, John! I know. I, I know. will also say that starting uh, at eleven forty left in the third quarter. Um. The Raiders had a ninety-four point five percent chance to win the game. Yeah, can we talk about like the stupid announcers too, being like, "Oh, I don't know, they could come back." <laughs> uh, there's, there's still a chance, and like the yeah. feeble attempt to like keep people, you know, you know, engaged. It's like, okay, come on. Yeah, that is one of my pet peeves. Is um, you know, when the so-called neutral announcers, right, are, like, try to talk up the team that's winning. And, yeah. yeah, like, I get it. Like, they can't say, oh, my gosh, this Eagles team is terrible, right? But it's I like... I wish they would. <laughs> it's like, come on. Like, just call it how it is, right? You know, just yep. don't, don't, don't like, pump up the other team. You know, yeah, kind of, you know, it's like the Raiders are a decent team, but it's not, it's not like, you know, the Super Bowl, right? I mean... Yeah. 
We know better. Yeah. So we're not idiots. Um, yeah, yeah. So what else you got from the game? Uh, well, you know, the one thing I was going to say is uh, this week's podcast is named after the defense because the defense did play like hot butter or warm butter. Um, you know, the, 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 the Raiders just kind of went right through them, uh, pretty easily. Um, let's see. Oh, can we discuss the, uh, accepting the penalty and giving, uh, the opponent an extra play for a second? Yes. Yes. I was totally blown away by that. I was sitting there the whole time like, okay, great. They're going to, I mean, everyone, uh, find me a person who didn't think that, you know, he was going to just, you know, move to fourth down and force. I mean, I think the punting team honestly was trotting out onto the field and he took the penalty. Or he, yeah. I, I, I heard his explanation about that is that he took the penalty, you know, too fast. He should have waited. Right. Cause I, oh think, I, I think the thinking there is, Oh, well, geez, if it's, you know, fourth and three, maybe he'll go for it. You know, maybe the, the Raiders will go for it. Um, but what he should have done is, you know, see the punt team come on. He should have waited. And, you know, figured out, oh, the other team probably thinks that I'm going to, you know, the Raiders are going to think that I'm going to, you know, decline this and make a punt. And, but he was just like, oh, yeah, push him back, push him back, push him back. Oh, my God. That, he, I, I guarantee you, you know what? He'll never admit it and we'll never know. He did not know what down it was. <laughs> Even though it's in bright orange colors, probably standing right next to him, I bet you he didn't realize what down it was. And he just prematurely told the uh, ref. Hey, you know, it's, uh, I think Tom Brady's done that once, um, you know, Chris Weber had, you yeah. know, how many t- uh, timeouts he had. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> you know, Chris Weber, uh, Tom Brady right up there with, uh, Nick Sirianni. Yep. Can we, yeah, also, I, yeah. can we also just talk for a second? Like, you know, a couple of years ago, it was Nick Foles was like legendary here. And now it's Nick yep. Sirianni, like Nick, I, Nick Sirianni is like damaging the name Nick here in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to bring this up too, is the uh, Nick was at one point, a great name in Philadelphia. And I think is really, he's yeah. Tarnished is really kind of the, uh, the right word there. After the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure I can say this in pretty good confidence that some people named their kids Nick after Nick Foles, whether they lost a bet or voluntarily. Right. Right. And I can pretty safely say now that nobody's naming their kids Nick here in Philadelphia because of yep. our new Nick. So, but I think it also goes, you know, a little bit higher in the organization, like Lurie and Roseman. I mean, I think they're just getting exposed. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty bad. Yeah. All right, let's play a game. I found my notes. Oh. Uh, it's it's called Guess the Play. Um, Guess the it's, Play. It's your uh, spin the wheel. Let's figure out. Uh, it's, Rick, you're going to be you're going to do the guessing. Uh, I will tell okay. you uh, at what the the Eagles lined up in, and you tell me whether it was a run or a pass. So this is the first drive. So okay. the first play, shotgun. Correct. Pass. Next one, under center. <laughs> uh, next play, or just... yeah, the next play was under. He, uh, uh, he was under center. Uh, Correct. Run. Next play, under center. Correct. Run. Next play. Under center. Close. Play action Run. but complete, but you're you know you're you're figuring out the pattern closely, quickly. Next play, under center. <laughs> Incorrect. Rush. Next play, under center. <laughs> Pass. Incorrect. Rush. 
Uh, next play, shotgun. Pass. Incorrect. Rush. Next play, shotgun. Pass. Then that was a touchdown. Uh, okay, so let's go to the next uh, possession um, and see if you notice a pattern forming. Uh, next uh, next okay. possession, Eagles. This is the next Eagles possession. That was the first possession. This is the second possession. Shotgun. Uh, Correct. Pass. Shotgun. Correct. Pass. Shotgun. Pass. Uh, sort of. It was a scramble. It was meant to be a pass. So, uh, you know, we'll call it a pass. Uh, next play. Shotgun. Okay. Incorrect. Rush. Pass. Next play. Under center. Oh. Correct. Uh, next rush. play. Shotgun. Correct. Next play. Shotgun. Pass. Correct. Next play. Shotgun. Pass. Correct, and they punt us. <laughs> so that, uh, boys and girls, is why the Eagles' def- uh, offense sucks. Because two knuckleheads yes. on a podcast can figure out the pattern of the defense or the offense in about two minutes. Right, right. And some, you know, some of those run plays, like they were blowing. People, you know, they're resetting the line of scrimmage. You yeah, know, the line was doing a pretty good job. Yeah, there was there was one point in the in the first first drive under center on a rush. They said that's a huge hole. Why did they stop that? I don't know. That's annoying. <laughs> that when you say they, are we just are we assuming that it is uh, Merrill and Mike? Uh, no, oh, that's a good question. No, that was actually uh, who were the the guys who called the game? There's it was uh, Kenny Albert and Jonathan Bilmer. Yeah, so it was uh, those guys. So I was like, even they recognized it right off the bat. Like, oh, big holes. <laughs> if Kenny Albert could figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? So that concludes this week of, uh, of, of Guess the Play. Rick, you win a uh, free set of coasters. Congratulations. They are South, Car- South awesome. Carolina coasters. They're blue. You'll love them. I think you'll recognize them. Oh yeah, that, that's uh, that's good. It's probably either that or the umbrella. Yes, yeah, the, um, well, the, to- the umbrella the got, got, got used a lot this past week. Believe it or not. Oh, yeah. oh okay, good. Um, uh, so who gets credit for the loss? Is that what we're uh, talking about now? Yeah, let's let's move on to who's getting credit for the loss. So this is basically a breakdown by us. What's the percentage breakdown here of like who owns this loss? Well, I was I was prepared for this, so I made some notes on this. I know you're you're very impressed by my um, by your numbers, your numbers guy, by my um, preparation here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it is, you know, I'm going to split this forty percent Gannon, forty percent Sirianni, ten percent Hertz. Yep. So that's we're at ninety. So I have ten more, ten percent more, and I would say ten percent to the Flyers mascot, Gritty. Oh, oh poor Gritty! <laughs> Gritty uh, made a cameo on Saturday Night Live this past week. I'll have you know. Well, you know, shout out to you, uh, Flyers fans, in the podcast. You don't get enough uh, mentions, so that's our bad. But I went forty-five well, Gannon. Thirty Sirianni, ten Hertz, ten percent the linebacking core alone, three percent Jake Driscoll because he stuck his hand out that one time and and blocked the uh, 
the 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 stinking uh, snap, which was crazy. And two percent Mylotta because yes. he was just getting worked for whatever reason. I have no idea why. Mylotta, not Mariota, who made yes. a cameo also. I, you know, what? I did have that note. Uh, the Mariota appearance was a, a, a kind reminder of how much uh, I hate uh, um, our boy uh, Chip. So, Chip, Chip yeah. Kelly, he can stay at UCLA for all I care. <laughs> He's actually having a pretty good year. Yeah, he is. He is. I know. I'm kind of mixed on that. But anyway, I, I digress. Um, no, I like that yeah. segment. We should do that each week. Yeah. I mean, I think 40%, 45% Gannon, because like you said, I mean, when you're giving up 90% in completion percentage, I mean, shit, man, come on. You're not even trying. Right. It's also, it, yeah, I mean, you know, they knew the okay, Carter's a good quarterback, and the three other teams have gone over 80%. But, I mean, going into the game, Sirianni had to have been like, okay, what are we going to do? Because this is a good quarterback. Yep, and obviously, what if they did have that conversation? Whatever they did do, didn't work at all. Yeah, nope. So, anyhow, um, so yeah, so moving on. So we'll scrub that one from our memory, and uh, we will move on to what we got next year. Um, the same uh, announcers. Well, we already did. The, we already kind of talked out about the announcers. I don't want to get into the, uh, the experts uh, unless you had something on the the experts picks. I think we, yeah, I think everyone kind of took it as a coin toss. Well, I will have you know that the same announcers we had last week we're having this week. Yeah, so, um, how, how much do you feel as an announcer when they say, "Okay, we want you to do." The Eagles and the Lions game, the team that's two and a five versus oh and seven. <laughs> uh, as someone who's kind of been there uh, to some degree and dealt with guys in that situation, you know, you just kind of try to make a go of it. You uh, are just going through the motions. No, well, I think Vilma's new this year, right? This is his first year. I'd be more concerned about Kenny Albert. He's been doing this for like umpty ump years, and he's getting handed a shit pile of a game. Now, is Kenny Albert Marv Albert's brother or son? That's a good question. I don't know. Well, maybe we can get a research team on that. Yeah, where's Raf and you need him? Raf in Mexico, yeah, if you're know. listening, we need you. Get on it. Yeah. Get on it, Raf. Google something. Yes, Google. Uh, let's see. Where should we move on to? Should we move on to the Wentz tracker? Let's move on to the Wentz tracker. Wentz tracker. All right. Let's talk Wentz tracker. <laughs> That's Wentz Tracker. All right. After this week, the Eagles currently have pick six, eight, and thanks to a uh, Colts win, the what used to be inside the top ten is now sixteen. Yes, I um, I must admit to watching a little bit of the Colts uh, San Francisco. Game. I did too. Um, I did too, and I was kind of watching. You know, it's like I'm still. Carson Wentz is not an eagle. I'm still concerned about him getting hurt, right? Um, and then I saw it was rainy and windy, and I was like, I kind of thought at one point, I was like, geez, I hope Carson Wentz doesn't get a cold. Um, no, we need him to play, baby. Play, man. Play, baby, play. But I also thought we- it was very funny. Like, you know, they're trying to, the the networks and, you know, the, the subplot and, you know, that they try and bring up, oh, you know, Carson Wentz was destroyed in Philadelphia. and He's putting up MVP type numbers, right? As soon as the announcers said that, he almost throws a, he, he almost throws a pick. 
right on cue. And then the next play, he throws a pass, and from left to right, there's the receiver, there's the defender, and the ball goes to the right of the defender. Like it was closer to the defender than it was the receiver. Mm. Um, and they're like, oh, geez, you know. Um, and then on the next play, they're, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, Carson Wentz is not, you know, looking comfortable at all. You know, it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. Five minutes ago, you just said he was a MVP type player. Anyhow, that is my Carson Wentz rant for the week. They, they contradict themselves, <laughs> yeah, so much in this broadcast. If you really sit down and, like, read a transcript, you're like, what? Right, right, right. It's it's, But for the sake of being – speaking of being honest, and this is a terrible segue on my part, but anyway, I think we're in a bit of a conundrum in regards to the Wentz tracker in this week's pick. And I think it, it will tell you something about the Eagles' priorities because – the Eagles, as we will kind of get to, are playing the Lions, who are currently picking ahead of the Eagles. Yes. Yes. So, I know. you know, if they, you know, they, they just may throw the game to get the Lions that win to kind of move them up that pick board. So, oh, I mean, if that happens, it's the, we know the tankathon is It's on, on baby. And no, you know what? I think we can be the first to say, in the world of podcasts and, like I said, um, you know, football shows, mock drafts, betting shows. I'm saying it here. This is if if they lose this game, I think you can probably say they're in. They're slipping into tank mode for sure. Right, right. Um, yeah, um, and I think also the thing I'm concerned about is right there if. Howie starts going nuts, like he's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my job, and I have to salvage the season. I better start making trades." Like, I hope Lurie's like, you "Oh know, yeah, like yeah. hold on there, big guy." Um, but the other thing is, you know, this whole Deshaun Watson thing continues to be, um, you know, a very interesting situation. I think maybe I shared with you off air. Yep, off air. That's, but that's, go, go, ahead, go ahead and explain in detail because I think this is fascinating. <laughs> so if the eagle, so the Eagles have the Colts pick, and uh, if they play, if uh, once plays seventy five percent or more snaps, um, then it's a first round pick. So the Eagles have been considering trading a bunch of their first round picks to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. So if that happens, then later on in the season the Colts play the Texans and it would lead to a scenario where the Texans want to beat the Colts because if they beat the Colts, then the Colts are drafting in a better spot, which actually is their pick. But at the same time, they want Carson Wentz to play as much as possible. So it's kind of like they're saying, look, we got to win this game, but don't touch Carson Wentz. So, so, yeah, the, the, yeah, the the you could you could definitely say that they're, they're, they're going to tell their defensive ends, don't you dare bust a Carson knee or a Carson ankle because right. you will bump us quickly from first round pick and a high one to a second round. Right, right, and also you know if he's running out of bounds, like no blowing them up, just push him. Yeah, right? you know, yeah. like let's it, not. Yeah, no, it it definitely has created some like. Uh, uh, some conundrums for teams that kind of passively expose what their motivation is depending upon certain outcomes. Right. 
Yeah. So the uh yeah, so they play the Colts and the Texans play December fifth. So um Yeah, I, mark your calendars. Mark your calendars, exactly. Yeah, the by the way, the Texans are a terrible team. Yep. I mean, I am kinda well, maybe that's around the NFL stuff, so I'll hold on to it. But well, let's get into the, the Lions game. Sorry, what, uh, I'm still not sure. Uh, Siri, I'm sorry. Siri, I'm not sure. <laughs> Siri is still not sure. Still not Carson sure. Wentz. <laughs> well, she wasn't sure last week either. I think she I she was pissed off at Carson last week. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe she uh, went to I think Siri's a little sensitive. Maybe she's a Colts fan too. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so around the NFL. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, do you want to talk Lions? We haven't, we've kind of talked Lions, but I haven't really talked Lions. But is there. Oh, geez. Yeah, the Lions are a mess. They're 0 and 7. They are 0 yeah, 7. They've I... given up. I was looking at this earlier. They've given up 200 points and only what? what, uh, what just a few teams. The uh, Chiefs have given up 203. The Texans have given up 203. The Dolphins have given up 207, and the Redskins have given up 210. So, yeah, I mean, we got we should score 30-some points at least this week. Yeah. In theory. <laughs> I, I uh, legitimately feel sorry for Lions fans. And the reason I do, it actually kind of goes back to about 2000 and – three i think 2002 and i was uh in michigan and i was heading to a uh coincidentally a university of michigan game so i was heading to the heading to the big house and it was uh thanksgiving uh day uh you you and mom and dad and everyone were back home having thanksgiving i was by myself on thanksgiving day uh at a denny's having thanksgiving dinner at a Denny's at the, at the bar. You sit at the bar for a little bit. I was kind of feeling bad for myself. Like, Oh, this sucks. I'm by myself. And the NFL games were done for the day. And I just kind of looked to my left and saw a bunch of drunk lions fans who just lost their Thanksgiving day uh, game. And I was like, that is a depressing sight. And I legitimately felt bad for them. They were so bummed out. They were so excited, clearly so, and they were talking about it. They were so excited to go to the Lions game and watch the Lions play, and they just they just looked like, I mean, they looked clinical. And I was just like, wow. And, the, and I realized, you know, Lions haven't really had success, even with Barry Sanders. You know, they never really kind of took off. And it's I can't remember the last time they really had, like, a legitimate, like, decent team. Uh, I think the last time they had a team that went to the playoffs was that guy Scott something or other. I forget his name, I mean, but it's been a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the Lions are just not good. I mean, it's just a not, they're Oh and seven they're Oh and everything. Um, so, yeah. but you know, on a, I, I'll take this back to around the NFL. There are only 12 teams in the NFL that are above 500. I mean, okay, so So, okay, so this is a perfect segue into one of my segments uh, I was looking at. And it, this segment is called, so for those that don't know, I come up with new segments each week. So this is not a segment that'll occur every week. But, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles are a quarterback factory. John is a segment factory. Yes. 
So this segment is called Why the NFL Wanted a Team in L.A. <laughs> so let's go down the list, shall we? Market one. So this is media market one. The New York football giants, two and eight. The other team in uh, media market one, the New York Jets, one and five. Media market two, which is the the uh, I, I put the Lakers hysterical. You can see like where my brain was. <laughs> the Rams and the Chargers, four and two, six and one, respectively. Right. Media market three, Chicago, right. three and four. Media market four, Philadelphia, two and five. And then you get into media market. Uh, let's see, six, San Francisco, two and four. Media market eight, Houston, one and six. I mean, all the top media markets, just aside from L.A., have terrible, terrible teams. I'm not going to mention that other team that starts with the D uh, down in the state of Texas because they don't count. I don't care about them. <laughs> I, but there are some teams that are right now, they're done for the year. Yep. And it's not even November. The yep. Jets are 1-5. Their quarterbacks are. They just traded for Joe Flacco, which uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into. The Dolphins are 1-6 and six and without a quarterback. I, I mean, these teams that are 0-something oh and, and, you know, the Jaguars are 1-5. The Texans are 1-6. I mean, But, know. like, if you're the NFL and the Jets – I mean, you got a legitimate problem. Like one of your, your top market, your teams are just terrible. I mean, yeah. NBA has the same issue too with the with the um with the Knicks, right? I mean, when was that time they fielded a good team? Uh, by um, the way, the Knicks beat the Sixers. I, no, I, I know. <laughs> please, let's not let the, the truth get in the way of a good story. Right. Exactly. Go ahead. Um, Sorry. Um, yeah, it's just. I mean, it's got to be like you know the the folks the folks over at three forty five Park have to be just legitimately concerned that impacts their bottom line. I mean, three forty five. What's three forty five Park? That's where the headquarters of the NFL. I think it's three forty five Park Avenue. I don't think so. I think that's in our other brother's building. No, it's on Park Avenue, isn't it? It is Park Avenue. That's where his it, new building is. Because he called me one time and he's like, "Rick, there's a bunch." I know we're not supposed to use names here, but hey, there's a bunch of people protesting. Why are you mean to dogs and everything? And it's the whole Michael Vick thing and the NFL headquarters. He's like, what? He uh, called me to, to try and figure out what's going on. Um, yeah. So I could, I, I'll, I'm going to check that while we're. Uh, I, I, no, no, the, uh, I wish Raph was here because he could, uh, he's our crack researcher. Oh, 345 he's, Park. No, you're right. Is it 345? Oh yeah, that's yeah it is. there it is. Boom. Uh, well, I got a side story for that someday about uh, a certain someone on this podcast that's not you that had every Super Bowl ring ever made in their oh not everyone but a version an original version in their possession for about twelve hours one day and it was uh, interesting and the, the folks at the NFL were a little nervous and this was back before cell phones <laughs> and I was stuck in a cab but that's for a later day. I think I, there's also somebody who was toting around a trophy at one point. That that is that yes, a trophy of a person posing a certain pose with a football in his hand, and I have pictures. <laughs> Some of them may be inappropriate, <laughs> but you'll have to tune into the next podcast to find out. If yes, exactly, a very well known. It's the, and this isn't like the Walter Camp Award, but, you know. This no, this is, is uh, a, this is the biggie. Yeah, this is the real deal, folks. Uh, yeah, anyway, so. let's, uh, where were we? Uh, we, we digressed anyway too. So yes. yeah, our, our infamous, uh, 
brother's office is 280 and uh, 340, okay. 345. So close. Yeah, in the neighborhood. Close. Yeah, the across the street down the block. Yes, you know. Exactly. Around the corner. Speaking of around the corner, you want to get to around the NFL? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, yeah. I mean, there's just some bad teams out there. Yeah. And it yep. goes back to when you, you know, when you look at this, the Dolphins, one and six. You know, see if you see a theme here, right? Uh, the Dolphins, one and six. The Jaguars, one and five. The Texans, one and six. Uh, the Steelers, three and three. The Denver Broncos, three and four. The Eagles, two and five. The Lions, 0 oh and seven. Um, they all can't uh, the draft. Panthers three and four. The they're all cats. <laughs> no, the Eagles are birds. Sorry. Um, the Niners two and four. The Seahawks two and five. And the Seahawks are done without Russell Wilson. It's basically like if you have a bad quarterback or your quarterback is hurt, you're toast. You're toast. That I think that is like a legitimate. I I don't know how the NFL is going ever going to fix that because they've made it such a passing oriented game. Right. I mean, which is a direct correlation back to kind of fixing the whole, you know, uh, head trauma slash concussion issue. I mean, it's just they just it's it's a right. quarterback game because of that. Um, which yeah. I get, you know, I'm not saying they shouldn't have done that, but that is like the one uh, one of those unintended consequences of trying to make the game safer is they just made it easier to play quarterback at the NFL. Right. Not that I'm saying it's easier, it's or it's easy, but it's not as hard. And I'm sure there's a bunch of old grumpy men on Sunday morning uh, studio shows would probably agree with me. <laughs> well, when you, and then conversely, when you look at the good teams, Arizona Cardinals, seven and zero, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, six and one, Green Bay Packers, six and one, Dallas Cowboys, five and one. You know, what, uh, what's the common theme there? They all have uh, quarterbacks that are yep. having really good years. Um, yep. It's all, it's all quarterback. If you don't have a course, which Rick, this goes back to our original issue. According to Eagles leadership, we're a quarterback fucking factory. Excuse the French people. <laughs> I will tell mom not to listen to this part <sighs> of it. Um, yeah, no, it, but, you know, John, it was, you know, this week it kind of, you know, it goes back to that same thing, right? The Jets needed a quarterback. Where did they go? They, <laughs> they went to the factory. They went to the factory. They went to, they went to, where do you go if you need a chair? You go to Ikea. Where do you go if you need a quarterback? You go to the Eagles. Well, IKEA is not the first place I think of to go get a chair. But that's where, then where is the first place? You I'm more of a lazy. Uh, I'm more of a lazy boy guy, even though I don't have a lazy boy. But that would be my first. IKEA makes lazy boys. Oh, do they? I think so. I don't know. Actually, I say that without. I wish our research department would check that, check on that. I can't imagine anybody trying to put together a lazy boy. That doesn't make uh, sense to you're me. You're talking to the premier IKEA assembler, by the way. But that is for another podcast oh. for another day. Yeah, but there's no wood in a lazy boy, right? I thought like IKEA is every what? all wood. Now, oh, calling okay, calling the material that IKEA uses wood is a compliment. Uh, it's particle board, <laughs> which is not wood. If the trees outside could hear you right now, they'd be pissed. <laughs> so, I'd watch your language, Mister. Okay, once again, we've gone uh, I've gone off topic yeah, here, sorry. but uh, well, yeah. So, quarterback factory. So, yeah. So. <laughs> You know, now, now what's going to happen is, uh, you know, Hertz is struggling. He's going to get hurt. Uh, this is what's going to happen. So what do the yes. Eagles do? Yep. The Eagles trade Flacco. They get another draft pick. They now have 12 draft picks uh, for this next year, which constitutes almost like a quarter of the team for next year. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're going to replace your starting uh, offensive, you know, front, you know, entire offensive team. Your first. Yeah. Right. 
Right. So what are they? So you know what are they going to do? So hurts. This is what's going to happen. And so what do they do? As soon as they trade Flacco, they go and sign a guy that is like total quarterback potential who was who was signed as an undrafted free agent from. You know, he played one year at University of San Diego, not San Diego State, University of San Diego. The guys played like one season. I guess he had a wait. They have a football team. They do. Oh wow. All right, fair enough. Um, but what, what's the guy's name? Reed Stinnett or something like Stinnett, that? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so they're they're just all about getting quarterback assets and just sitting on them. And then somebody was like, "Oh, give me that yeah. for you know fifth or sixth round." So that's what's going to happen. Uh, they're going to play. Uh, I think what's going to happen: Hurts is going to either get hurt, or they're going to be like, "Okay, this isn't working out," and then they're going to put um, Gardner Minshew in there. Okay. And, you know, he's going to do like a little, um, you know, advertisement for his services. And then they're going to, you know, end up dealing one or two of the guys for more draft picks. Yep. Um, yep. So anyhow. That's and then just, they'll want it, Yeah. Then they'll draft a, uh, one of the three picks uh, next year will be a, a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yep. exactly. So, you know, Howie Roseman is no longer saying we're a quarterback factory, but, you know, kind of he's. Kind of like sticking to that. He's just not saying it anymore because you it's know, not what John, you think it is. It's not. It's John. You know. you know that Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie are not just the smartest guys in the room. They are the smartest guys in the building. Yeah. Uh, on the block. On the block. That too. Yeah. Howie on the block. Yes, exactly. So that's my take on uh, the quarterback factory. Uh, another note I had around the NFL. Uh, so Zach Ertz, unfortunately, it kind of pains me a little that we have to. Ertz is now mentioned in the around the NFL segment because, as all of you know, he's no longer an Eagles player. He went to the yes. Cardinals. Uh, caught his first what or second catch of the the day was the longest TD reception in his career, and he had about 500 million yards after catch. Which, if you ever watched an Eagles game, uh, you realize. <laughs> All the other games before that, they 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 touch his 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 left shoulder a little bit, and he'd be down. He'd go down. He not not e- not even that. Like I could have sworn that there was a sniper at some of the <laughs> <Yeah>. Eagles games <laughs> shooting him from the stand. Yeah. Like sometimes he would just like. Now, uh, truth be known, big Zachary fan, right? A fellow alum of the famous Monta Vista High School in Danville, California. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you know, I saw one of the comments he said. He's like, "Oh yeah, I caught the ball, and I've never seen so much green grass in my life." And mm, I was like, sad. "Oh my gosh!" Like maybe yeah. we've been using him wrong. All maybe the Eagles used him wrong for years. So uh, yeah, well, I, he's probably going to end up with another ring. So you know, we'll see. Ah, shit! I just right. made a prediction. Right. See, God damn it. Prediction. I know. Prediction. I, I, guess, what's I will the point? say. What's the point? <laughs> I predict. Um, but now he, uh, Zach Ertz is still doing uh, good things here in the Philadelphia area. He just opened their, uh, had the groundbreaking or grand opening of the House of Hope, trying to help uh, underprivileged kids to, you know, have a place to go, play sports, and do their homework after school. So um, good to see that although he has left the area, um, he's still doing good stuff. Class guy, good guy, and we wish him well. Um, speaking of, speaking of a good guy, did you notice the footage of him leaving the field after the game last week? And he's he was throwing his uh, gloves into the stands, and he threw his gloves to the only Eagles fan right there. 
Oh yeah. Oh, did I, yeah. I thought that was tremendous. He um he is still wearing um like Joe Eagles like uh you know rubber bracelet thing. Uh, yeah. There's a picture of him. So yeah, he's still. I mean, he's yeah. He's still close with a lot of the guys on the team. So, yep. Anyhow. All right. Uh, let's move on to our next segment. Unrelated topic of the week. So this is a topic each week. See, I, I'm a topic factory. This is a topic completely unrelated to anything we've talked about or will talk about or eventually will talk about. Um, some of you uh, on this uh, podcast know our executive producer. Uh, we had a startling moment at the, uh, at the office this week. Um, Brian Adams' song, uh, Summer of 69, came on. REP, up until now, and she, you know, I'm not going to say ages, but it's, I'll say it's over the age of 30, up until yesterday, thought that Summer 69 was sung by John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> and you might well have thought that the axis of the earth just tilted another seven degrees the way her world was shook. And mine too. I was like, how do you mix that up? Can you tell her get her crap together already? I, 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 I don't tell her that on a daily basis, and there's a good reason why. But if you're going to tell her that, uh, you should do it over the uh, podcast. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that worked out well before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my unrelated uh, piece of information for this week is that our parents have a new TV and it was an old TV of mine that I've given them, helped them install it last night. And now I got a text earlier tonight. We can't oh. figure out how, oh, the, vol- boy. how oh, the, boy. the volume works. We <laughs> can't hear Tucker. We can't hear Tucker. <laughs> Tucker's silent. What's wrong with our TV? What's going on? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I forgot to mention to them that I gave them the TV, but it did not come with the extended product support package. Oh, yeah. So, Leave a message. Yes, exactly. So you, my solution to that is, John, I'm just going to have him call you. Uh, that's fine. I will okay. uh, send it to voicemail where it belongs. No, I won't. I'll answer it, but I, right. yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I'll be curious to see if they call. Uh, it, knowing Dad, he'd probably call in the middle of this, even though he knows about it, and he just completely forgot, and my phone will start buzzing any second saying, no, Dad. Dad's new thing is he'll be doing something, and I'm like right there to help him. He knows I'm there, but he doesn't say anything. And I finally have to say, like, what are you trying to do? And he's like, oh, like yeah, I'm trying to do X. And he had this where you drop the cord down to plug it in. There's a little hole where the things. He has like this little string that he attaches to the cords, and then pulls it through, and then. I was like, "What? What is this little string?" Was, so, anyhow, John, enjoy Parents. your time out on the West Coast because one day they're going <laughs> to come live with you. Yeah, and no, we'll see about that. <laughs> I'm going to charge him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, all right. That's it for I think. Unless you got anything else for the unrelated topic of the week segment, we'll move on to a fan mail. Uh, yes, let's go to man fail. Man fan fail. Mail. Fan mail. Uh, oh, uh, one side note related to uh, fan mail. Uh, we do have a Twitter handle now. Um, so, oh wow, Jeez. You, yeah, I, this is other. Sorry, I forgot the breaking news sounder. Breaking news! Breaking news! Uh, our podcast now has a Twitter handle. 
Uh, it's an original name. It's the 19096 podcast. If you need uh, your dose of snarky comments uh, about the Eagles or something else, because um, I'm sure there's a shortage of that on Twitter, uh, feel free to give us a follow. Uh, and I'm sure no one on this call will, or call, this uh, podcast will do that, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, let's move on to fan mail. Yes. Uh, our first one uh, comes from Debbie from Austin. Um, he's, she says, I like the stories. Can you tell me in a short story what it's like to be an Eagles fan? And I did some thinking about it, and um, I had one quick one for you, Debbie. Uh, mine actually comes from uh, the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, which is a couple of years ago. And, you know, when an Eagles – I don't know for you, Rick, but I was just super stressed out the, the whole game. I, you know, I was silent, couldn't say anything. You know, I didn't say anything. Uh, you know, I just – yeah. So my wife had a, had a great idea. Let's rewatch the Eagles game a couple days later, make some cheesesteaks or attempt to make a cheesesteak because without the right ingredients out here, you're not going to make a cheesesteak. You're going to – man, yeah, no – no Swiss cheese. So I thought, you know, that's a great idea. Let's sit back, relax, and uh, watch the Super Bowl again. And I remember sitting down and watching it about halfway through when it started getting tight. And I was like, I thought, and I was like, shit, they're gonna effing blow it. They're gonna lose this game. I know they are. And that's the moment I realized, oh my god, that's what it's like to be an Eagles fan. The sensation that, like, even though the game is done and in history, they would find a way to effing blow the game. And still having that anxiety. <laughs> and that, Debbie, is like the feeling of being an Eagles fan. It's great, but, man, they find all the different ways of just, you know, knowing how to blow a game. And that's why until the game's over, it ain't over. Rick, do you got one? Uh, yes. So, Debbie from Austin, um, I have a good way to explain what it's like to be an Eagles fan. Debbie, F off. <laughs> There you go. And here's a battery. Do you need some AAA? Yeah, I, I feel battery. like Take throwing that. something at you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, our, next, uh, our next letter comes from Keith from Brooklyn. He asks, I'm a huge fashion guy. And I, he's like, I don't know if you guys are, but, and I know you have an Eagle starter jacket you mentioned last week. If you want to hear about that story, tune in, uh, check out last week's podcast. It's uh, a little embarrassing, but enjoyable nonetheless. He asks, is that your favorite piece of Eagles apparel, or do you have another favorite piece of Eagles apparel? And I thought, Keith, I don't know how you could top a neon green starter jacket that makes me look like a neon um, Michelin, Michelin man or idiot. Idiot. Either one. <laughs> and I thought about thought about yeah, I do have a favorite hat, you know, that I, that I like to wear uh, periodically, and that's that's probably it. I got a favorite hat. It's It's – wearing thin but rick do you have a favorite piece of uh, eagles apparel i did have a zacherts jersey but you know that's where i kind of you know the whole jersey things like i think i only wore it once or twice but you know i i will you know we'll never wear it again right because he's not part of the eagles anymore but it cracks me up all yeah. those people yeah. that wear eagles jerseys that people uh you know, that the player has been traded or retired. Okay, maybe retired is okay, right? Uh, yeah. But, you know, that have gone on to do other things, like, you know, LaShawn McCoy. Like, he was on another football team. What are you doing? Where? So, anyhow. 
Yeah, a little strange. Um, it was also it's also funny because there's a guy I used to work with that was he. I mean, the guy must have been 350, 360 pounds, but his favorite player was Brian Westbrook, and he would wear a Brian Westbrook jersey. And if you know Brian Westbrook, he was like what five eight, five nine. And this guy was probably twice the size of Brian Westbrook. And I used to think like, oh, oh. my gosh, that's the, the jersey the guy's wearing is twice the size of what Brian Westbrook would ever wear. <laughs> so I always thought that was yep. kind of funny. So Good old Brian Westbrook. We could use a Brian Westbrook these days. Yes, we could. Uh, our last letter, uh, fan mail, is from Jack from Virginia. Virginia. He asked, what's your favorite cereal? Uh, my response, Jack, is it's usually the the bowl that I have in front of me for that day, uh, which this week uh, today is uh, fruity pebbles. Um, and I will probably motor through that box in about a day and a half, and it's the family size; it's not the skinny, skinny one. It's it's the big one. So, uh, my favorite is uh, I've lately been in a maple brown sugar uh, oatmeal um, streak lately. So, wait, that's oatmeal. That's not a cereal. It's a breakfast food. No, the question is, what's your favorite cereal? Not what's your favorite oatmeal? Well, yeah, but if I don't have any favorite cereals, can I substitute oatmeal? Uh, um, I don't know. We'll have to check with Raf. He's our researcher. He can tell us next week. <laughs> Tune in next <laughs> week, <laughs> folks, to, to see if oatmeal is a cereal. That's a, that's a reason yes. to tune in. Raf, get on it. Speaking of next week, just a reminder, we are on live every week. 5.30 on Wednesday, 5.30 PT, 8.30 Eastern. Rick, what time is that in Nashville? Uh, 7.30. 7.30. An hour behind the East Coast. I did get my calculator out for that. Yep, that's good. You, you got that out fast. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, a fly just landed on my screen. How about that? <laughs> um, um, yeah, the only other thing I had was, um, yeah, I checked the Eagles' uh, penalties. They are still last place in the NFL, but they are closing the gap between them and the hated Dallas Cowboys. They're at 8.3 penalties you, a game. Dallas is at 7.8. You mean, as the coaches would say, they're cleaning that up. They are cleaning that up. In fact, this past game against the Raiders, they only had four penalties. So, which if if you listen to our previous podcast, you will know that coaches saying these kind of non-meaning platitudes as responses is aggravating. I know it's not going away, but it's aggravating nonetheless. Because how do you just clean that up after weeks of practice? Uh, you know, having ten, twelve penalties in the game, it's just not like, hey, I'm not going to stand in front of the, I'm going to stand in front of the jugs gun for you know for four hours this week, and that'll take care of it. That's. Yeah, that the whole you know when they say an oppress, oppressor, as they, we like to call oppressor. it in the business, oppressor, um, and they say, "Oh yeah, we got to clean up." It's basically just saying, "Like, okay, can you ask me another question? I really don't want to talk about that." Yeah, it's basically a middle finger to the uh, to the uh, the hard workers of our uh, you know yeah. broadcast media out there trying to. Uh, it, it's like the plate way of saying next question. Yep. Yep. Just like I'm trying to say next segment. Um, let's, uh, anything else for, uh, uh, yeah, that's a, like you saying next segment. So let's get into the next segment. So last week we had a bit of a, a conundrum, you know, Rick, Rick was questioning, um, uh, a, a tidbit of a story that I told. So last week I, I 
brought up the idea that when I was younger, about 12 years old, I had a pair of chickens uh, who lived around side, who lived inside a uh, kind of a coop, an oversized coop, which just, just so happened to hold our pool equipment. Yes, we had to pool as kids. Uh, sorry. Um, and it was Reggie and Clyde. The chickens were, it was named after Reggie White and Clyde Simmons. As Eagles fans, you'll know that was the, 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 uh, all pro duo for perennially in the eighties and nineties, uh, defensive ends for the Eagles. Unfortunately, one day I walked around side and to go say hi to them, to feed them. And there was nothing but blood and feathers. And I turned right back around and I went back and asked my dad, dad, I cannot clean that up. Did some light investigation. Keep in mind, I was a 12 year old, 13 year old. And people told me it was a raccoon that probably killed them. And until this day, I thought it was a raccoon. But Rick, you have some live team coverage investigates updates on what it could have been. Was it a raccoon? Well, let's first back up. I did some deep diving into the subject because I, A, didn't know about this as a family tale, family folklore. And the I heard the story, and it just didn't make sense. First of all, John, we lived in a kind of a nice neighborhood. Where did you get two chickens? <laughs> okay, so um, this, this goes to another story. I don't know how I'm going to go too far with this. So, uh, so remember uh, the place across from Yardbirds? The hay and grain place that was connected to Yardbirds? Al- Alamo hay and grain? Yeah, yeah. And Yardbirds, keep in mind, that was the, the location that also had a similar phone number to us back when we were kids and people would call the house all the time <laughs> asking about sales. And I would say the most outlandish things to them. And I can only imagine they went in for, uh, to get a new washer and not realizing it's actually not 50% off. But anyway, um, yeah, Alamo hay and grain was selling uh, chickens at uh, like 50 cents a piece. And I bought two. Now, the thing that is amazing is the Alamo hay and grain is still open. And this town that we lived in, there were Alamo, Alamo. Uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, did, I did, yeah. never thought that there was a high need for hay and grain in Alamo, California. You know, I, I, yeah. I mean, Alamo that, you know, was known as the, uh, the, the bedroom community to the Oakland A's back then, you know, Jose Canseco lived there. Mark McGuire lived there. I think some coaches, Dwayne, Dwayne Murphy. Murphy lived there. Tony Larusa. They're clearly, they clearly were big fans of chickens. I mean, that's the only connection I can draw that the Oakland A's in the eighties were huge chicken guys. And second of all, at age twelve and thirteen, how did you get the chickens home? How did you? Oh, the I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. I think it was just a case. Mom just drove me over there and. Because it was right by the Safeway, so I think he just went in and just... Yeah, I don't know. The whole Alamo hair green, I think, is like a front for some meth operation. But anyhow, so the whole thing, you, you say you walk back there, and there were feathers. Yes. So I asked Dan about this, and he's like, well, yeah, yeah, no, there were feathers back there from the raccoon. And I was like... Yeah, he said raccoon, right? right yeah, The feathers from the raccoon. Do raccoons have feathers? I don't no, think so. No, so there's some animals out there that supposedly eat the feathers, though. 
But Dad said the feathers were from the raccoon. No, 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 no. no. Raccoons don't have feathers. I know. That's what I'm saying. My point, uh, since I heard about this, is I think the raccoons have been unfairly indicted for years about this. And I don't think, I think it could possibly have been a fox. It could have been uh, the next. The, the cats, the three cats from our next door neighbors. I mean, to categorically just indict the raccoons without any firm. I know. I I'm calling the Innocence Project tomorrow. <laughs> well, the, the the cat was probably getting me back for. Uh, I, I may or may not have uh, fired a uh, BB gun in its direction at one point or another. Um, I, I speaking of which, so we won't get into that. Shooting, shooting uh, defenseless animals. That explains a lot no. you in your use. It, no, it was, it, was, it was a warning shot. Was a war- you shot it in the it air? Was yes, it was a warning <laughs> shot. For those that know uh, pellet guns, they don't make that much of noise, so shooting in the air would probably do nothing. So anyway. <laughs> Poof. Yeah, Poof. That's about, that's yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's how Mean John in suburban San Francisco wanted to tell the cats, take a hike. Yep. Take Shoot a, hike, a pellet cats, gun in you know. the air. Yeah. In the- yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, anyhow. So that's an update on that. Uh, this will probably be the last time we talk about this, but uh, I yep. did find, yeah. find it was very funny. Dad, when I put dad on the spot, he really didn't have too many answers about it. No, 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 dad. All right. Uh, any uh, final thoughts? Any final thoughts for this week going into a, an 0-7 opponent? Uh, we better win. I mean, it literally Philadelphia is going to go crazy if we lose to an 0-17. Uh, my final thought, I'm at that point where I kind of want them to win. Or, sorry, I kind of want them to lose, actually. A, for the uh, you know better draft pick. But also, too, it's like at some point, you know what? We may need that loss, that excuse to start clearing out a few folks who shouldn't be there, most notably if your name begins with an H and ends with an E. (laughs) There is, yeah, it might be like short-term pain, but long-term, you know, um, because then if the Lions go to one and seven, that brings that the uh, Miami might get the first pick and, you know, all that, all that good stuff. So, um, yep. so it might be short-term pain, long-term gain. So we'll see. All right. We'll, we'll tune see. in next week. Just a reminder: we're on live every Wednesday, five thirty uh, p.m. Pacific, eight thirty uh, p.m. Obviously, uh, Eastern. What time is that in Nashville, Rick? Uh, Seven thirty. But I won't be in Nashville again for years. Yes. I only go once every 11 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't wait for the next time you're in Nashville and we can say that. That'll be like episode 852. Uh, Sounds good. All right. That's it for the, tonight. Rick, say goodbye. Hey, goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Go Eagles.